So, yeah, do you have a few minutes? Talk about the bar shop. Yeah, sure. We'd love to. In the beginning of this week's Parsha, we find Yaakov preparing for his big meeting with Esav. After two weeks ago, he had to run away from Eretz Yisrael as Esav wanted to kill him. And as Yaakov prepares to meet Esav, he sends Melachim, actual Melachim, as Rashi says. And by the way, also, in the end of last week's Parsha, Yaakov already meets actual Melachim by Vigubo Malachei Elohim. And as Rashi says, the Melachim from Eretz Yisrael that came towards him to greet him. And then as Yaakov prepares to meet Esav, he gets up in the middle of the night and he starts transferring his family over the river. And then he finds himself with a few little tins left behind and suddenly this man appears and starts to struggle with him to battle with him and the way the Torah says it's Vayavik Ish Imo we know from Rashi and for the other Midrashim this Ish was actually the Malach of Esau and the big question here is we know Yaakov has met Malachim he has dreamt about Malachim we discussed this I just mentioned it why does the Torah suddenly call the Malach of Esau an Ish here why doesn't he appear as a Malach and also when Yaakov ends that encounter he calls the place Niel Kira'iti Pnei Elokim and also the Malach gives him the Bracha Kisarit so obviously there's something more going on over here. If it's a malach, call it a malach. If it's a person, call it a person. Yaakov calls it. The malach himself also says, Elokim, what is going on over here? Who is Yaakov battling? What is this battle about? Yeah, I definitely agree. If the Torah wanted to tell us it was a malach, it would say so as it had until now. It seems to be purposely using this term ish. And you know, when you think about it, it's actually interesting because the end of this encounter, the famous line of Yaakov receiving his name Israel. why? Because and it's usually understood, you know, you just battle the Malach, so you're getting a name, you're able to deal, you're able to battle, you're able to overcome even Malachi. But based on this, and the fact that it uses the term Ish, if you read the Psukim, the end saying, with godly divine powers and with humans, with Anashim, the Ish is the Ish, it's the same Ish. And it also fits the order of things, because usually when you want to say something and you want to say something, Something that's even a greater chiddush, a greater concept. You say it second, right? But here it says kisarita imelokim, and not only imelokim, even with anashim. Meaning, it seems that something about what's happening here is not about Yaakov's ability to deal with Malachi. We actually know, as you mentioned, that Yaakov is quite good at that. Going back already from last parsha, even before he started his journey, he's dealing with Malachim. He seems to see Malachim all over the place. The big chiddush here is kisarita imelokim. This new ability, this new revelation is Yaakov's ability to deal with this Ish. And what is this Ish? As Chazal say, the Malach of Esav. What does that mean to be the Malach of Esav? It means not just the physical Esav, but the idea behind Esav, what Esav represents. When you're battling the Malach of Esav, you're battling the essence of Esav, what Esav stands for. So what's the battle that's actually going on here? If we go back right at the beginning when Yitzchak is giving the bracha, when Yitzchak thinks that Esav is the man of the world and giving him, as we spoke about, that bracha will allow Esav to bring godliness into the world. And Rivka sees differently and Hashem sees differently and Yaakov receives this bracha of Esav. But it's not over yet. That's just in potential. From this point on, Yaakov is supposed to step out of his tent, step out of yeshiva, as we spoke about last week, and take on the responsibility of bringing those two together, of being able to be a spiritual person 
person, but not just a spiritual person, someone who brings that spirituality into this world. As long as all Yaakov's doing is pointing out the negatives in what Esav's doing, is revealing the fakeness in Esav, as we spoke about, who's focused on the external of things, that's nice, that's great, but it didn't change anything. Until Yaakov is ready to step in and create an alternative, an alternative that isn't just focused on the external, but is coming from inside out, that is coming from a true place inside of him, from a true godly perspective, and going into the world and creating that alternative, only then is his mission really complete. And the next step, as this battle is over, when he finishes meeting Esav, the Pasuk says, Vayavo Yaakov Shalem, Yirshchem, he comes complete. Vayichan et pnei Chazal say, Vayichan, from the word Chen, he beautified. But Chen is not just beauty, it's an inner beauty. And there's a machloket in the Gemara and Shabbos. One says he developed a currency to help them do business. One says he developed new markets. One says he developed the bathhouses. He improved the city. He beautified the city in worldly terms, a better city, fixing their economy, improving in worldly terms what that city was. But it wasn't Yofi, it was Chen. Chen is coming from an inner beauty. It was coming from an inner place. It was coming from Yaakov, who went through the whole journey from being an Ishtam Yosheva Alim to being able to improve and beautify and perfect and create a better world and not just complain, even if it's real true complaints, but not to just complain about what Esav was doing, but to really create that alternative. And that's when he really achieved his goal and was Shalem. Absolutely. If you look at the Pesukim, I think you can see a closure happening here, a full circle going on over here, starting from the beginning of Parsha Toldot, where Yaakov was born holding on to Esav's leg. And then by the end of the battle over here, Esav's Malach hitting Yaakov's leg as kind of a symbolic ending to the entire maybe transformation or development Yaakov goes through, as you mentioned, and is also brought down by many, especially by Rav Kook in one of his fundamental pieces, that the entire idea behind Yaakov taking the bracha away from Esau and having Yitzchak give Yaakov Esau's bracha was done purposely, intentionally, so that Yaakov will get a bracha that's meant for Esau with everything around it. He will get it, and not Yitzchak giving Yaakov a bracha with the words of Esau, but Yitzchak knowing he's giving it to Yaakov, and so Yitzchak will give it a meaning for Yaakov it actually giving Yaakov a bracha that's meant for Esau with all the meaning around it. Because as Rav Cook says, Yaakov was born into the world in his natural being to be a Yoshev Alim, like you mentioned, to be the spiritual guy, to be the man of thought. And as he developed, and in order to become the one that will have the Shvatim, that will create Am Yisrael, he had to acquire that side of Esau too, that Yadayin Yaday Esau, that side of materialistic, that side of earthly being, starting with taking his Bechora, continuing with taking his Baracha at the end of Parashat Toldot, and then going through the entire phase with Lavan and dealing with Lavan and overcoming Lavan's trickery, overcoming Lavan's deceiving and proving to Lavan, proving to the world that he has both aspects within him. He has a kol kol Yaakov and a yadaim yadei isav. And coming back to this parsha, the Malbim actually understands the pasuk differently, saying that Yaakov fighting this ish used both these sides, used the side of Elokim, the spiritual side he had in him, spiritual side he was born with, but he also used that side of yadaim yadei isav, the side of Anashim, the side of the earthly being within him. And with these two powers, that's what he used in order to be the Malach, to beat that Ish. And this is what leads into creating Am Yisrael, to giving Yaakov the name of Am Yisrael, so that, as you mentioned, he can come to Eretz Yisrael and start fixing the earthly things, the economy, the markets, and everything else. You know, the interesting thing about that Midrash is that it comes in context of the famous story of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That story starts with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai talking about the Romans, Esav, who built bathhouses, houses and the markets, etc. And 
saying that although these seem like really nice things, you know, they did them just for themselves and he gives all the reasoning behind it. It's all really negative, even though it may look positive on the outside. This is similar to what we said about Asa being focused on the external side. But he ends up, as we know, having to escape, hide himself in the cave, somewhat similar to Yaakov in the tent. And when he finally comes out, he tries once and it doesn't go so well. He's been so used to being in that tent, being in that closed off place, separate from the world, it's hard for him to grasp the worldly things going on around him. And he ends up having to go back into the cave. And only the second time when he comes out, is he able to change that perspective. And that's when he brings in this Midrash. He says, I'm going to learn from Yaakov. And he brings in Yaakov. And what does the Gemara say that Yaakov did? He fixed the bathhouses and the markets, etc. Meaning he's learning from Yaakov Avinu, who was also hidden in the tent, to come out and not just complain about what the Romans did, what Asaph did, but to do it better and to create an alternative. After those 13 years in the cave, being able to take all of that and bring that is what brings about the Chen, the inner beauty, the inner godly spiritual strength with comes out and creates a better world, not only from a spiritual perspective, but from a full perspective, which takes these two Elohim and Anashim Kohot, as you said, together to change the world and make it filled with Chen and complete. Exactly, and as we are a week before Hanukkah, we look at Alanisim, the entire davening is about the Chashmonaim being able to overcome the Evanim, which started with Matityahu, using his voice, the Kol Yaakov, calling out, Mila Shem Elai, and then using it, Ayadayim Ereisav, to win the battle, to win the war, Me'atim Mul Rabim, Chalashim Mul Giburim, in Hashem's name, in order to bring back Hashem's name into this world. Goyech, beautiful. Speak next week, Hanukkah. Good to you, and yes, next week is Hanukkah, and we'll talk about it. Talking Torah videos on different topics, check out our YouTube channel.